It's humid, sweaty, and sticky. Summer can be really uncomfortable. But we're actually talking about your mattress. Don't worry, though. Nectar's Nectar Tech cooling technology helps you sleep cool on hot summer nights. Plus, every mattress includes a one-year trial, forever warranty, and free shipping. With $200 off, prices start at only $399. And get $499 of premium accessories, including pillows, sheets, and a mattress protector this summer. So chill out and visit Nectarsleep.com. Greater Columbus Sports Commission is proud to celebrate the history of women's athletes and the 50th anniversary of Title IX with a new podcast. The Starting Nine Up podcast will feature some of the most important female voices in local sports. Hosted by iHeartMedia's Matt McCoy, Starting Nine Up explores stories you may be familiar with and others you might be hearing for the first time. Listen and subscribe to Starting Nine Up, a Title IX podcast on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another best of Matt Connerton Unleashed. Of course, Matt Connerton Unleashed is live weekdays from the studios of WMNH 95.3 FM in downtown Manchester, New Hampshire. But on Saturday mornings, we like to bring you some of our favorite recent clips from the show. And we're going to open it up this week with a clip that I like to call Mother Issues, Madonna, and Murder. We get uh, we get pretty deep into some personal stuff with this one. I hope you don't mind. <laughs> but it's uh, it's pretty interesting. And our good friend, Pauly C., or as I like to call him, Paul Cormier, uh, makes an appearance during this clip as well. So I think you'll enjoy this. Here's our, uh, our first segment to open up this week's best of Matt Connerton Unleashed on WMNH 95.3. The youngins are back in school. Very, very exciting. I don't have any children, so that actually doesn't mean anything to me. I never did want children. You know, I, um, I've, never, uh, I've never wanted kids. I have no paternal instinct whatsoever. I really don't. It's funny, too, because, you know, when I was, uh, I'll, uh, I hope I'm not oversharing. This, this feels very self-indulgent, but uh, we'll, we'll get to something. I just saw something really fascinating to me just pop up on the Mediaite website. Um, I remember like being a teenager and saying, you know, I don't think I ever want children. And, of course, adults, people older than me would uh, kind of laugh and say, well, Matt, of course you think that now. You're, you know, you're not supposed to want kids now. You'll change your mind as you get older. I never did change my mind. I mean, it just seems like a lot of work to me. Don't like you got to pay for stuff and take care of them and feed them. And, uh, and then the whole thing with the, like the, the diapers and, oh my goodness, horrifying. And I don't know how anyone affords it, to be honest with you. But, uh, God bless you if you're a mom or dad. I just, uh, and God bless my mom and dad because without them, you know, I wouldn't be here. I mean, if I ever, uh, win some sort of an award or something, I'll probably even have to thank them. Uh, that's how much I realize, you know, they've been uh, integral in my, well, existence. So uh, why am I talking about this? My, I, I will tell you this. I have never been formally diagnosed with ADD, but I think we all know I have it. So uh, that might be why. I got to focus Oh, you know what I wanted to say about Alex Jones? Last week on the show, there was that weird thing. 
And you all know about it because you all were listening. Because I know you all listen to every scintillating second of the program. And I appreciate that. No, last week there was this uh, thing about Alex Jones where, because, you know, he's been deplatformed, right? He got kicked off all the social media. He got kicked off YouTube and whatnot. So it's like now you have to go directly to his website to get your Alex Jones fix. But um, there was that weird thing last week where YouTube unbanned him for, like, a day or something and then just re-banned him. And it was very, very odd. We'll get to the bottom of it. No, I mean, we won't really. It's not like I'm going to launch some sort of investigation into this, try to figure out what happened. I don't care that much. And I'm kind of lazy. Uh, what I just saw on Mediaite pop up, and this is not from The Onion. This is real. And I love stories that sound like they're from The Onion when they're actually real. MSNBC host asks mind-blowing question. When Mike Pence is with both his wife and mom, who does he call mother? <laughs> I have not pre-read this. I don't know the context of this, but I'm fascinated. I've always been oddly fascinated by that. I remember when I was a kid, um, my stepfather, Greg, my mother's second husband. I remember spending summers in Dixon, Illinois with, uh, with, uh, my mom and Greg and Greg's family. Dixon, Illinois, if you're not familiar with Dixon, Illinois, it's a very, very small town. But they have a giant arch, almost as big as the St. Louis Arch when you enter Dixon, Illinois. The reason being, Dixon, Illinois is the birth... This is 100% true. This is not to be funny. This is true. Dixon, Illinois is the birthplace of Ronald Wilson Reagan. Do you remember Reagan? He's the conservative Republican president that conservatives worshipped at the altar of uh, before, of course, uh, uh, the most godly president ever, Donald John Trump, came along. And now, of course, uh, Reagan is all but forgotten. But uh, but Ronald Reagan, uh, for those who remember, <laughs> was at one time the patron saint of conservatism. Anyway, so they're very, very proud of this in Dixon, Illinois. And so there's a giant arch in uh in in Dixon um but uh so Greg's parents my step grandparents or my mom and Greg are divorced now so i guess they're my ex step grandparents or were they may be dead i remember noticing that my step-grandfather would call my step-grandmother mother. And I must tell you, I didn't quite know what to make of it. I didn't know if it was a Midwestern thing. I've never seen that in this part of the country. So I don't know if geography plays a role in that or not. If it's a Midwestern thing, if it's a other part of the country thing, just, you know, just not not on the coast, but, you know, in flyover country. No offense. I just don't know how else to put it. I don't know. I've never seen that in the Northeast. Maybe it happens here. But I remember 
The first time I saw and heard it happen, I thought it was a fluke. I thought I had misunderstood something. And I might have even wondered, wait a minute. Have I been confused? Is is that not his wife, but actually his mother? I didn't know. Now, and please don't judge me too harshly. I was just a wee lad, a young urchin. Because my parents split up at a really young age. And then everybody remarried. Um, so I was pretty young. But it was a little confusing to me. And a little weird. Now, again, I, I mean no offense uh, to anyone who might be listening who, uh, you know, maybe uh, you're an older person and you call your wife mother. Um, if if you do that, uh, I have to tell you, I'm a little creeped out by it. I don't understand it. And I think it's weird. And I kind of wonder what's wrong with you that would make you want to call your wife mother but i mean you but i mean no offense i mean look it's that's your deal maybe that's the thing maybe in your family that's just what you do who am i to judge i'm not I'm no one i mean i i'm not in any position to judge you know what I, not only have i never had children of my own i've never been married either maybe if i were married i would call my wife mother i don't think i would I think that'd be pretty weird. I'd feel a little creepy. I mean, it sounds, well, frankly, it, it seems a bit edible. If you know what I'm saying, why would you do that? Um, so now Mike Pence, of course, apparently he calls his wife, mother, Mike Pence, not from Illinois, but he is from Indiana right next door. Also the Midwest. So maybe it's a Midwestern thing. Um, I don't know. But apparently uh, someone at MSNBC got a little curious. Because I, I, I never asked either. Like when I was a kid, because you got to understand too, I wasn't like, like you see these kids now, I'll tell you. There's, there's, no, there's no introverts running around. Kids now will just say anything. When I was growing up, Children were to be seen and not heard. <laughs> no, I'm I'm kidding. No one ever no one ever treated me that way. No, I was always encouraged to express myself. I was just very very shy. I was a little introvert growing up. So I I never would have had the nerve to actually speak up and say, "Um, excuse me, uh grandpa, why do you call grandma mother cuz I'm from New England and I don't get it and I'm a little bit creeped out and I don't understand. So, but anyway, maybe it's a Midwestern thing. I don't know, but somebody, somebody did ask. So it says here again, this is from media. I MSNBC host, uh, Stephanie rule, uh, evoked a perplexing conundrum <laughs> when she mocked vice president, Mike Pence by asking how he decides which woman he should refer to as mother when traveling with both second lady Karen Pence and second mom Nancy Pence. On Tuesday morning's edition of MSNBC Live with Stephanie Rule, the Washington Post's Phil Rucker noted that Pence's decision to stay at a Trump property in Ireland was not normal. 
Rucker said, quote, this is an official government trip, although its staff has indicated that the Pence family is paying for the family members who are doing this travel. He's traveling with his mother and with his wife, the second lady, Karen Pence. But it's strange. I mean, a lot of his official meetings are in Dublin. That is not where he is staying. Dublin is a big city. Certainly they have hotels that could accommodate the vice presidential delegation. But instead, they're staying at the Trump Golf Resort. And then and then Stephanie Rule said, quote, it's also confusing if he's traveling with his mom. Which one does he call mother? Unquote. Oh, Stephanie Rule. Um, <laughs> although Pence's former spokesman has said he does not recall Pence using the maternal moniker on his wife. Multiple name sources and witnesses have confirmed that he does. Pence also famously refuses to dine with a woman if his wife is not present. Rules question also raises a mystifying variation of the omnipotence paradox. Can God create a nickname for his wife so creepy that even he won't use it? <laughs> that, that is That is funny. That's probably not funny to some of you. It's funny to me. I, um, yeah, and, and the, the, the thing about that other thing too, I mean, he, he won't, he won't dine with a female if his wife is not present. Um, that is an interesting thing. There was a, um, there was a politician, a Republican in the South. I know where else would this happen? Who I don't remember the name. I don't remember any of the names involved, but it caused kind of a stir because he wouldn't even meet with the journalist privately to answer questions because the journalist was a female. And uh, he apparently feels, for religious reasons, that um, he must not be alone with a female who is not his wife or something like that. It's, um, it, it is interesting. I'm not, by the way, that. Look, the, the, the calling wife mother thing to me is weird, but whatever. Um, the not being alone with a female if you're married thing is, um, I mean, that's weird too in the sense that, you know, look, if you, <laughs> I mean, what are you worried about? Are, are you so, worried that are are you really that worried that you're just going to lose control and make a pass at somebody so it's that whole lead me not into temptation thing i mean that it just seems so impractical but i don't know i mean part of it just seems just so strange and then there's a there's a part of me that almost admires it in a way i mean um but it's, I mean, the discipline involved in that. But but then it, but then there's a part of me that thinks, eh, isn't that kind of sexist though? Because you're, you know, if it, if you're in a, um, well, look, if you want to treat men and women as equal as professionals, isn't there something sexist about saying, well? 50% of these people I can't be alone with and not because of anything they've done, but because I'm afraid of what could happen because I might be tempted. To, I don't know. It's, it's, it's weird. 
Uh, Rocky Huber in the Facebook live chat says, it happened to me when my daughter was born. I would call my wife by her first name. So that's what my daughter started calling her instead of mom when she was first learning. But once she understood the difference, I stopped uh, calling her mom. Oh, I get it. I see what you're saying, Rocky. So, no, that, well, that makes perfect sense, though. That's perfectly logical. There's nothing creepy about that. So, so just to clarify for anyone who didn't understand, because it took me a second to get, get what he meant, but I get it now. So, in other words, so, so that his daughter would learn to call, you know, her mother, mom, Rocky would, would call her mom to get her daughter to call her mom. Instead of calling her by her first name. No, I totally get that. That makes, um, that makes perfect sense. You know, I, uh, oh, Michael Alber says, uh, liberals, we need to do something about gun violence. Conservatives, guns don't kill people. People kill people. We need to keep guns out of hands of mentally unstable people. Liberals. Great. Let's have universal health care so everyone can get mental health care. Conservatives. Don't mess with my doctor. Don't mess with who my doctor is. And why should I have to pay for someone else? <laughs> it's a great observation, Michael. Um, Candace Johnson says, dads call their wives mom all the time because of kids. Yeah, no, I get that. And that's, I get that, Candace. And that's what Rocky Huber is saying. I get that. But then why, but then why when there's no reason to? You know what I mean? Like when my, when my stepfather's father would call his wife mother, there just seemed to be no reason to, unless it just becomes habit? Is that what it is? Maybe that's what it is. I mean, maybe Rocky and Candace have, have helped figure this out. Maybe that's what that's from. It, and it becomes habit. It's still weird to me, though. It's it's still It's still odd to me. Like, again... Like Rocky, the example you were using, that makes perfect logical sense to me. It, you know, in the short term. But like you said, you know, once your daughter was old enough and got it, you went back to to calling her by her actual name, not mom. I mean, Candace says not to me. What's not to you? It's not weird to you. That's a little weird to me, Candace. <laughs> I don't know. I mean. What about, I mean, there are certain, uh, never, I'm not even going to go there. There's just certain instances where it would be really, really, really weird is what I'm saying. But I had, you know, because I mentioned earlier about how my, um, I had a really odd thing happen. Uh can't believe I'm going to talk about this on the air, but it kind of relates to this. It does relate to this. So in terms of what to call people in, in a, a family situation, I mentioned earlier that my parents divorced when I was very young. I was very young. I was like maybe six years old. But, you know, but everybody, re, you know, don't shed any tears. I mean, you know, everybody remarried and I just kind of ended up with a larger family because both my parents remarried relatively soon afterwards. So it actually worked out OK. I had a pretty good you know, normal childhood. So. It's not, it's not a sob story. I don't want to mislead anybody. But, but my parents did split up when I was really young. But the, a weird thing that happened. Um, so my dad got custody of me 
what got primary custody, which at that time was kind of unusual. It's a lot less unusual now, but at that time it was much more common for the mother to get custody. But my dad got custody. He fought for custody. And so per the custody agreement, because my mom ended up moving back to Illinois, like I said, she was living in Dixon for a while with Greg. So I would spend the summers out there. I would be here for the school year, and then I would spend the summers in Chicago um, uh, eventually because, well, she moved from Dixon back to Chicago anyway because they ended up getting divorced. <laughs> and then my mom got married to a third person. Um, my mom's on her fourth marriage. It doesn't matter. That part doesn't matter. Here's what matters. So my dad... On his second marriage, he was married to this woman named Debbie. Now, I'm using real names. I don't care. She's never going to hear this. Trust me, she doesn't care about anything I do, let alone this show. So she lives in New York State. I haven't seen her in decades. Don't care to. Um, we got along really, really well early on, my stepmother and I. Toward the end, not so much. Um, but anyway, so I would call Debbie by her name. I would call her Debbie because she wasn't my mother. She was my stepmother. So I would call my mother mom, and I would call Debbie Debbie or Deb. I, I You know, we got along really well for a long time, so much so I, I got very comfortable with her. I, I thought of her like a second mother, and I would call her Deb. Um, and I, you know, I loved her like my mom, you know, I mean, not exactly like my mom. Cause you know, you only have one mom, but, um, but there was a, a very weird thing that happened where at a certain point, my dad and Debbie sat down with me. I will never forget this moment. They sat down with me and had a talk with me and they were very gentle about this what they were presenting it wasn't a hard sell they weren't telling me that i had to do anything they were asking me to please try to do this they sat down debbie didn't say a word i i don't think during the entire conversation but looking back on it i do think it was her idea my father said to me um we've been we've been talking about this maddie he called me Maddie. He still he still does. And we think it would be nice if you would call Debbie mom. Because for all intents and purposes, you know, she's your mother. I mean, you have a mother, but she's in another part of the country. But when you're here, Debbie is your mother. And we just we, we think that, you know. You know, this is our family and, you know, we know you love Debbie and, you know, you, you should call her, you should call her mom. And um, this isn't something that we're telling you that you have to do. And my dad, to his credit, he did say, this isn't something we're telling you that you have to do. It's not a direction. It's not an instruction. But we would like it if you could do this. Um. And and by the way, we're also kind of hoping you could let this whole Michael Flynn thing go. I'm kidding about that part. Obviously, this was decades earlier. 
Um, that was a joke. You know, the Michael Flynn thing. But no, but he did say, um, I'm sorry, I couldn't help it. <laughs> but he did, he did say, you know, we, we would like it if you could do this. And I've never forgotten this moment as long as I live because I look back on that moment today and I just think, wow, that was really out of line. He, he never should, he should not have asked me to do that. I, I don't know what any of you think or if any of you care about this, but I just, I just thought of it because as we're talking about what we call people and families, I just, I, my And my dad, look, I love my dad, and my dad was, I would say, on balance, a very good father. So I don't want anyone to take anything wrong, like I'm sitting here trashing my dad or, you know. No parent is perfect, right? And everybody, no matter how great your parents may have been, everybody can look back on their childhood and think, you know, I think mom or dad or both, I think they kind of screwed that up. They kind of made the wrong call in that instance. You know, I kind of thought so then. And looking back on it as an adult, yeah, I was right. Um, man, my dad was, and that, that's, that's like one for me that I, there's very few of those things, by the way. I think my dad was a great dad. I, I feel fortunate to have grown up as his son, but that was not cool. Again, he was very easy about it. He was nice about it. Didn't tell me I had to do it, which is good. But it never should have been brought up to me. It just shouldn't have been. And I was still very young. I, was, I mean, you know, I was probably 10 or 11 years old, if, if even that. And they're sitting down and having this talk with me. I didn't like it. And, you know, I was pretty precocious for my age. So even at that age... I was able to process this as, as it's happening in real time, I remember sitting there thinking, this is entirely inappropriate. This is not okay. He should not be asking me to do this. If I'm going to call her mom, that should be something that happens naturally and organically because I just feel over time like calling her mom. But I already have a mother, and that's who I call mom. So on a couple of different levels, this isn't okay, and I should not be asked to do this. So knowing that, my response to all of this was kind of, I did the old, and I still do this as an adult sometimes, and I'm not saying this is a great way to approach anything. But if I'm in that, if, if I'm in that sort of weird place where someone's saying something to me and I almost, you know, again, on, you know, when it comes to personal stuff, I don't mean in business or anything, but when it comes to personal stuff, when somebody's saying something to me and I almost just don't even get where this is coming from or why they're saying this or I'm, I'm, I'm having trouble understanding like the dynamic of what's going on here, I kind of do that. Um, yeah, sure, whatever kind of thing, right? And that's basically what I did to my dad and Debbie, because she was sitting there too, silent. I was kind of like, you know, when my dad's like, yeah, if you could just try, I'm like, eh, sure, whatever. Well, in my mind, I'm thinking, no, I'm not going to do that. 
You're telling me I have to try? Okay, I can pretend to try. Right? You can't prove I'm not trying. I can pretend I'm making every effort in the world to force the word mom out of my mouth while talking to this woman who is not my mother. But I'm not really going to do it. I'm going to continue to call her Debbie because that's who she is. And it doesn't mean I love her any less because I'm calling her by her actual damn name. But that's who she is. She's Debbie. I didn't come popping out of her womb. She ain't my mom. Sorry, buddy. Deal with it. (laughs) You know, that's what I was thinking. I would never have had the nerve to say any of that. So I didn't agree to it. I was very careful to not say, yes, I'll do that. I was just kind of shrugging like, yeah, okay. I'll try, I guess, whatever. Knowing that, no, I was never, ever going to do that. And, um, And I never did. And I never did. But you know what's funny? Here's here's the, the the irony of that is there were moments where I almost did call her that organically and naturally. Because like I said, I did love her like she was, you know, like she almost was my my mother. But um but after that conversation, I was like, forget it. I'm I'm never calling her mom. And uh, and I was uh, defiant about it. And then, of course, later on, uh, as I got to be a teenager and so forth, I began to uh, realize what a lunatic she was. Um, so uh, it's all just as well. And I, I've not uh, seen her in uh, in many, many decades. But uh, we are joined in the uh, in the studio here. We have a visitor. Hey, how you doing? Hey, would you care to introduce yourself? Yeah, it's me. Well, well, I didn't know. Paul Cormier. Okay. I just, well, I was asking because you were talking a little different there. Well, I'm, I'm working on doing did, something new here. I didn't know if you were like a character. It sounded like me with a, with a, with a, a Brooklyn accent, so I didn't want to do that. I like the, because uh, I like the spontaneity, so I don't want to, you know, accidentally. Because I made a mistake once mm-hmm. where uh, someone was calling on the phone yeah. as a character, and I was like, but I didn't know they were doing a character at first. And you introduced them as themselves. And I introduced them, and then they had to correct me, and it was awkward. But we recovered from it, you know. Oh, we got right back on track, but it Excellent. was awkward. Paul, do you ever... Uh, this mic's it, it's, falling apart. It's a little droopy there. Yes. Do I ever what, Matt? I'm sorry. So, uh, have you ever known someone who, uh, or, or witnessed someone, uh, probably of an older generation, if you have seen this? Imagine your new bathroom. A sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. 
June 23, 1972, the world of women's sports changed forever. Now, 50 years after Title IX became law, we're celebrating with a podcast dedicated to women's stories, where we'll examine and amplify women who changed the face of sports as we know it today. Listen and subscribe to Starting Nine Up, a Title IX podcast on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Celebrate the 50th anniversary of Title IX with nine stories about girls in women's sports with a Columbus connection. Uh, call a gentleman call his wife mother. Yes. You have seen that. I've seen that. Mo- a lot on, not in, maybe once or twice in in real life, but mostly on TV. You know, I'm a huge MASH fan, as you know. Yes. The TV show MASH. Yes, I was as well growing up. Yes. And Colonel Potter calls his wife mother. That's right. I forgot about that. So yes. I, I think it's um, an old school thing from way back at the beginning of the... You know the night, uh, the twentieth century, going into the mid twentieth century, type of thing. Well, apparently, uh, President, uh, I'm sorry, Vice President Mike Pence. <laughs> he's not president yet. Uh, Vice President Mike Pence. Calls, oh, and douchebags calls. Uh, call, oh, yes, uh, calls his wife mother. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Right. Well, well, <laughs> yeah. So, um, a couple uh, listeners in the Facebook live chat and I, I, I think we've um, come up with a theory mm-hmm. that. Uh, the reason this may happen is because when a uh, when a couple has a child mm-hmm. and the the father is trying to get the child to call the mother mom or mother or something mm-hmm. rather than calling them their first name, mm-hmm. so they fall into the habit of referring to the wife or calling the wife mother or something or mama or whatever instead of by their first name, and then it just becomes a habit. I I think you're reading into it too much. I think, you think so. Yeah, I think you know. I think that it is just a term of endearment that a husband is calling a wife by the title of what she is in the family. But but oh. she, but she, he's saying it as a term of endearment at, at the time. That's how at least I read it with Colonel Potter using him as an example, if we may. Yes. Um. When he's referring to her or speaking to her on the phone, he calls her mother. And based on their background on, of the fictional characters, they're very much in love with each other. Yes. Uh, they have a sweet, loving relationship. They have a lot of kids. And um, she's mother. She's mother. And that is her title of the their family. You know, she's the mother of their kids. And uh, she's probably a good mom. You know, based on the character Colonel Potter and yes. what she he says about her and how he gloats about her. Yes. So that's just she's mother. That's all. The mother of the family. Now I have to admit, uh, taking that into consideration, because as you know, I've I've seen every episode of Mash uh, many times. Um, it all suddenly seems less creepy. Yeah. When you bring uh, Colonel Potter into it, it all seems not creepy to me anymore. Yeah. I mean, it it all depends on how you look at it. It's it, I don't think that. And and you can I can see how one would interpret it as being creepy, calling mm. your wife mother. Yes, but it's not. I don't think it's that. I think you're just calling the woman that you love mother because you guys have kids, and you guys you're yes. just calling her mother. But there are certain scenarios where you now wouldn't... if you guys weren't if you guys didn't have kids and you were calling her mother, that would probably be a little bit on the creepy side. Right. Like I don't go around calling my girlfriend mother. I never called my ex wife mother. 
Right. If you if you guys were married and didn't have any children, and you were calling her mother, mm. that is a little weird. Right. There'd be no reason to call her mother. Right. Right. Unless yeah. she had kids from a previous marriage, and but you were even, even then that would be weird, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah. 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 Or yeah, I don't know. So anyway, no, I hear what you're saying, but yeah, mother. Hmm. I uh oh geez I, I I just I know what song I'm going to close with today. <laughs> you know, speaking of that, if it's the song I think, yeah, it probably is. When my mom passed away during the funeral procession from the from the church to the uh, to the graveyard, "Mother" by Pink Floyd came on the radio. Oh, that's not the song I'm thinking of. Oh, what song are you playing? I don't want to say. Mm. I'll. I'll We'll, we'll all, well, you'll all find out together. Okay. Does it have the word mother in it? It sure does. <laughs> mother. <laughs> you know the song. You know the song. A little gem from the early 1990s. I uh, see. Now you get me all wondering. And oh, you, you still just don't said, know, even with me just mother, uh, yeah, you, I, mangling the, the, the melody there? <laughs> I can't remember the rest Maybe of the lyrics. Maybe Virtual J.H. knows who that is. Virtual John, do you know who that was? Oh, he definitely won't know. <laughs> because he stopped listening to uh, music in 1991. Oh, really? That's when he decided he was done with music. The last album he bought... <laughs> This is true. The last album he bought was the Immaculate Collection from Madonna. Madonna. And that was it. He decided that was all the music he'll ever need. Mm. You know? <laughs> and who can blame him? Well, after that album. Right. Who, who wouldn't uh, stop listening to music? Yep. So he just uh, he just stopped. I wonder if he bought that big book that came oh, along oh, with that oh, album oh, that oh. had the big stainless steel cover. Remember oh. that book by yeah, Madonna? Yeah, I do. I, I have to admit, I bought it. You did? I did. I used that book many times, Matt. What did you use it for? <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 what was in it? A lot of uh, provocative pictures, Matt. Oh, well, I, I, isn't, she, uh, isn't she in the nude? She might be. That's, that's, She's got very sexy pictures in that I book, with Vanilla Ice. I don't that's think, why I bought it. I don't think Vice President Pence would approve of that. No, no, no. She was one sexy mother in that book. Wow. Mm. Did, so would you uh, read the book and call her mother? <laughs> no. No. In fact, you know what? The book itself was just a bunch of stupid big photos and yeah. dumb quotations. and Yeah. Yeah, it was dumb. It was essentially a book that I got co talked into to buy because it was a collector's, uh, like a collector's thing because of the fact that it was like... The cover was a piece, a big hunk of stainless steel. Do you remember that? Oh, and, I do. And the yeah. back cover was the same way. Yeah, yeah. And in 1991, I was on my second year of being a DJ. Yeah. Nightclub DJ. Yeah. And I'm like, I got to get one of these. Everybody's buying one of these. Everybody I hung out with in music bought one of these. Right. So I bought one of them too. And it never left the packaging. Oh, I never no opened it. Yeah, yeah. I never opened like the the cellophane seal that it came in. Yeah. Um. And it's just I don't even know where it went. Oh, I no think kidding. my ex wife has it. Oh no kidding. But um, I saw the inside because I had a friend who opened it. My gay friend Colin. Yes. And uh, he bought it, and it, it was just a book full of stupid, big 
high glossy photos of Madonna being Madonna. Yeah. And uh, there are some photos with her being really provocative with vanilla ice. Wow. Yes. And what about Warren Beatty? Is there any picture? Because I wasn't she dating know. him at the time? I don't think I remember seeing. Yes, I remember that because yeah. they did the uh, Dick Tracy video. And, yes. Yeah, movie. And, but I don't, I don't. I can't recall. Mm. I don't know. I, I just thumbed through it a couple of times. I don't remember that yeah. book too. Uh, thumbed through it. Yes. I thumbed <laughs> through it. <Matt. laughs> wow. Uh, hello to uh, Dr. Jeff Cassell, who joins us in the Facebook live chat. Hi, Dr. Jeff. Your fly's down. Oh, my goodness. How do you know that? No, that's just uh, one day he was in the studio. And his oh. Fly was down. Oh, I see. Uh, well, he's probably put it up by now, I would think. I would imagine so. Uh, Stefan says, uh, wow, Polly C's voice sounds so warm and smooth. Well, thank you. You do have a great voice, uh, Paul Cormier. Thanks. Stefan says, you need him to come in as a guest when you do another smooth jazz episode. You like the smooth jazz, don't you, Paul? I love it. I love it. George, little George Benson, while oh, you're yeah. drawing a bath. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Isn't there a picture in that book of Madonna drawing a bath, listening to George Benson? I think so. Yes. Or is it? No. Oh, no. I remember now. She's drawing a bath and George Benson is in the bathtub. Right. Yes. Drawing her. Yes. Right. Yes. It's, Got a sketch pad, a couple of pens. Right. right. It was very, very sexy. What, a, what an amazing... Uh, geez, we're almost out of time already. We are? Yeah. Well, I did get here late. I ran into you. Uh, I ran into you on the way here. Of course, I, I did. I had no time to stop and talk because I try to get here by three thirty at the latest, and I was just running terribly late. Most of the time, I have pretty good time management skills, but mm -hmm. I falter on occasion. And today, I was hustling. Good, good. I was on the move. You looked like you had a little OJ thing going on. Remember OJ's commercials? For I had Hertz? actually just murdered someone. Yes. Yes. <laughs> wow. Well, that's part of why I was in such a hurry. I'm talking about the OJ like 10 years before that. Oh, I'm sorry. When he was running through the airport the oh. brief, with the briefcase. Oh, like you mean commercial right. OJ, not murdering OJ. Right. When he was jumping over like waiting, like waiting room areas oh, in, in that the OJ. airport. Yes. Not yes. jumping over corpses. Right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. I see what you mean. <laughs> I didn't really, the murdering thing. I, did I say that out loud? Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, you actually admitted to murdering somebody on I, the air. I was, uh, I was kidding, of course. I didn't really kill anybody. <laughs> it's, it's a joke. <laughs> 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 My ex-wife and her boyfriend, Waiter, are still very much alive. Well, that's good. Yes. Even, I, even though you never really liked them? Never did. Yeah. Never do. <laughs> never do. Not never did. Right, right, exactly, yes, That's thank right. you, yes, yep. yes. Hello to uh, the Honorable Heidi Hamer Hi, in the Facebook Heidi. live chat. She says, afternoon, kids. Hi, Heidi. We're children. Always nice to see our good friend Paul Cormier with us in the studio. Next on the show, you know, the saga continues. One of the greatest rivalries, I dare say, in the history of all of media. Our very own morning man, Peter White, host of The Morning Show with Peter White, versus his arch nemesis, his foil, if you will, calling all the way from Rome, Father Bruno Sarducci. Uh, Father Bruno calling in again recently to weigh in on yet another one of Peter's recent appearances on Matt Connerton Unleashed. And this time, Father Bruno had some particularly harsh things to say, not only about comments that Peter has made, but uh, about Peter's future in the afterlife and mine as well. This was uh, this was quite a segment. And I just have to say, 
I sure hope Father Bruno is wrong. But uh, yeah, judge for yourself. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Uh, yes, Matt. Uh, this is uh, Father Bruno. I, I've been listening to your show, and uh, I got a little disturbed. Father Bruno Sarducci, all the way from Rome. Why did you get disturbed? Did you sense that uh, Peter White was in the Facebook live chat? No, no, I, I didn't pay attention to that. But he was on that show you're going to repeat, and yes. and he was talking about the corrupt priests again. He was, he you was. You know what? You didn't stop him, Matt. And now you're going to repeat it. This what? is, oh. this is, this is terrible. Well, you know, uh, but now, in in all fairness, Father. Oh, and I see this guy, uh, uh, Dr. Jeff Cassell. He's in the Facebook live chat as well. I don't know if you know him, Father. I don't think he's much of a believer himself. But uh, but we did have. You should pray for him. But we did have that day, Father. In in my defense, uh, the Lord was represented here versus Peter in the uh, in the studio here at WMNH because I was also joined by our entertainment reporter, EZG Eric Gagnon, who is a devout Christian. So I thought it was actually a very balanced program. There, there's no balance, Matt. There's no balance when when someone like a Peter White, he, he talks about the creeps in the priesthood. You know, this is not good. This is slander. This is... Uh, this is a fake uh, accusation. And so I have to object to this in the most uh, strenuous way uh, possible. What, what does that entail? Like, how do you object to it strenuously? Well, it entails you not repeating a show where this lunatic <laughs> tells lies about the priest. Oh, I... It's a fake news. He's making it up. It's a made-up story. Oh, I have some very uh, bad news about that, Father. Uh, the show's already been programmed in, and Peter's uh, gone for the weekend. Uh, the die is cast, as they say. Well, you're gonna you're gonna present a slander again. Well, uh, you know, uh, the Catholic Church has been around a long time, uh, Matt Connerton. Yes, yes. Uh, you know, we've been around uh, two thousand years. Hmm. Uh, Peter White. Uh, this is a guy who will not be around very long, you know, because uh, he is a little speck of nothing. He is a nobody with a radio show. Well, Father, uh, what do you mean he's not going to be around very long? I hope that's not some sort of threat. Well, uh, I think it's uh, kind of obvious what it is. <laughs> you know, uh, we, uh, oh, no. we have been in power uh, practically <laughs> since the written word. Oh, well. <laughs> uh, we've been around for two, more than 2,000 years. And uh, you don't stick around uh, that long, uh, Mr. Connaughton, without having a little, uh, how do you put it, in America, uh, a little muscle. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, Father, I, uh, yes, I, I think I do know what you're saying, but I, I'm worried. I mean, you're not alluding to, uh, I mean, the Catholic Church isn't in any way involved with any other organizations from that part of the world, are you? It's humid, sweaty, and sticky. Summer can be really uncomfortable, but we're actually talking about your mattress. Don't worry, though. Nectar's Nectar Tech cooling technology helps you sleep cool on hot summer nights. 
Plus, every mattress includes a one-year trial, forever warranty, and free shipping. With $200 off, prices start at only $399. And get $499 of premium accessories, including pillows, sheets, and a mattress protector this summer. So chill out and visit Nectarsleep.com. I mean, that's I'm sure that's all rumor and uh, uh, heresy. Listen, uh, Mr. Connaughton, yeah, you know, there are some people that think the Catholic Church, uh, this organization, is a giant protection racket. <laughs> and I can understand how they would feel it that way. Because people give us money because they believe in our system. You know, we keep things, we keep an order in the world. Yes. There's a place and there's a time for everything. And uh, there is never a time and a place for someone, this little speck of nothing, uh, Peter White, to attack the Catholic Church and priests who give their life, they give every moment in their life to the good of humanity. Right. Uh, We get very little pay for this. But we have influence, hmm. and we know how to make things happen. We've been around a long time. You name one other institution that has been around as long as the Catholic Church. Search your memory. Search your mind, Matt Connerton. Tell me, who has been more influential than the Catholic Church? I have to say, uh, Father, uh, Father Bruno, uh, you've got a little bit of a different tone uh, today. Uh, and I'm very angry about uh, so many things. You know, I, yes. I watch the current events in uh, your country, and it's very disturbing the way people attack uh, the established order. Oh. Uh, the Catholic Church, our sole purpose is to maintain the status quo, to maintain the established order. People want predictability. And we have many weapons in this uh, in this uh, effort to maintain stability. We we have guilt. We have anxiety. Uh, we have sin. The Catholic Church invented all of these concepts to control the dark nature of God's creatures, the human being. Y- yes. Um, yeah. I-, I just. Uh, but but wouldn't it be better, Father? I mean. Rather than uh, being threatening toward uh, someone like uh, uh, Peter White, and I, I don't—I'm not saying that you're threatening him, but uh, uh, or you—you know—you uh, want to kneecap him or anything like that. But wouldn't it be better to pray for him? I mean, wouldn't that be the more—the more, the more uh, Christian uh, thing to do? Just—just uh, just pray for him. Well, you know, Matt, I've tried to explain to you. There's—you uh, know—there's a—there's a mythic reality that's even greater than the real reality. Yes, we. We endorse prayer. We, we, we endorse it. But, uh, it's not the same as action. Prayer is uh, what you do when you cannot act. You pray. Because you feel helpless. Yes. And now in the case of because something like Peter White, we know how to <laughs> shut him down. We know how to do that. <laughs> and we got many friends, even in America, that know how to shut a liar, a slanderer, like uh, Peter White, we know they know how to shut him down, and uh, people do favors for the Catholic Church because they know how important we have been. Right, right. So you have, you're saying you have friends of yours 
who do favors for you. Is that what you're? Is that what you're intimating, uh, Father? Well, Bruno? friends, uh, that might be too strong. I, I would use a word uh, uh, associate. You know, there are there are associates of the Catholic Church. Uh, uh, you know, what, what would be a better word to describe it? Uh, you know, a uh, uh, we'll call them uh, admirers of the established order. Fellow ah. travelers, uh, you know what I'm saying. Yes. Oh, I I believe I do, Father. I believe I do. Well, uh, well, I you know I will uh, you know I'm not much of a man of faith myself, but I I will pray for the protection of uh, of Peter White. Um, I think that that would be, and and I believe that uh, our friend EZG Eric Agnan, who again he was representing. Uh, I mean, he wasn't here representing Catholicism certainly, but. He was representing your general uh, belief system and, and and so forth here that day. I mean, were you dissatisfied with how he defended uh, uh, God versus uh, Peter White? I was so offended by what the Peter White said about the priests, and he says it almost every time he's on your show. He's trying to goad me into uh, into making a call, but I restrained myself. Uh, because uh, I want to give him a little more rope. Because what happens is when you sin against God, uh, there is a cause and an effect. Mm -hmm. And we know, in the end, what is going to happen to a Peter White. You know, he's not going to the kingdom of God. He's going to the other place, and it's not going to be very nice. There is no air conditioning in that other place. It's kind of hot. Well, but uh, doesn't he have the opportunity to go to purgatory and then maybe, uh, uh, you know, you burn some stuff off there and then you get to ascend? Uh, No, we got a special express train to hell for people like a Peter White. There's no... Uh, do not pass code. There's no purgatory. There's no uh, in-between. It's hell, only hell, forever. So, uh, and that is his fate, and uh, it could happen any day now. You know, the, the, nobody can predict uh, how events will unfold. I just want to tell you, though, hmm. that, uh, you know, I, this is not the only thing that disturbs me. Oh. I am very disturbed by the way uh, the, the failing uh, New York Times uh, treats uh, your president, uh, Donald Trump. Yes, yes. Well, do you, uh, would you, would you say that the editorial board of the New York Times is also on an express train to hell? I think they're very close. Uh, you know, if they're not on the train, they're waiting for it. It's coming soon to pick them up. You, you see, it's not even the New York Times. It's the whole establishment. Uh, they need a good story and they lie. Hmm. They lie to get attention. And, and to drag down uh, someone that's trying to make America great again. Yes. And I, I have to tell you, we, we get a lot of financial support uh, from Catholics in America, so we have a financial stake in the outcome of Donald Trump's presidency. You understand everything's connected. I, uh, believe me, Father, I, uh, I, quite, uh, I quite do, yes, yes. Have you ever loaned, uh, has the Vatican loaned uh, President Trump? I just, uh, you know, I've never thought to ask you this, Father Bruno, because, you know, we know that the Vatican uh, has uh, a lot of uh, power and, and financial resources. Has the Vatican 
ever loaned uh, President Trump uh, money. That I mean, because you do uh, you do seem to be quite uh, favorable toward him, uh, rhetorically speaking, uh, even though uh, typically uh, the Vatican in the past has not taken such uh, political positions. I'm just wondering, uh, is there some sort of financial stake that you have uh, or, or, you know, is there is there a deeper uh, financial relationship here with uh, our current president, uh, Donald John Trump? Well, not, not to beat around the bush uh, too much. Uh, uh, let me say that the Catholic uh, Church, uh, to be fair, uh, we are the receiver of money. We are not uh, the mm. donator of money. You know, and we use the money we have to create a good all around the world. And, uh, and uh, But uh, we do not uh, sponsor political figures. We support them in our own way. And you've got to understand the Catholics, uh, uh, they have the vote in America. Mm. And uh, so we use our influence to make sure the correct people are elected. Uh, one hand washes the other. So, uh, you know, while we may not have uh, written a check to Mr. Trump, and it's not even legal in your country because we're the Vatican, we're from outside the Vatican, it's not allowed right. under U.S. law, but that does not mean we don't encourage our parishioners to vote for the right people in politics who are going to protect religious thought, who are going to protect the very tenets of religion that God created, the heavens, the earth, the animals, the plants, and the people in his own image. This is the truth. But there are many people that don't care about the truth. They believe fake science, you know, that uh, the the planet and the galaxy was created billions of years ago. It's a nonsense. It's a nonsense for people to believe it. Because so-called PhD believe it. They tell them this is what happened. How would they know? Right. right. Well, that's true. I mean, it's not as though any of them were around around as long as God. Uh, That's a great point, Father Bruno. I mean, I I do believe God would be the the authority. I've been trying to figure out, Father Bruno, how does God talk to all these people? You know, sometimes on the show, I'll play audio of people who claim they receive messages from God, but they never explain how they get them. Well, uh, God has his own ways. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard this, but God works in a mysterious ways. He's a mystery. You can't explain everything. The man is a magician. He creates something out of nothing. And we are only here to sanctify and glorify the one true nature of God. And we pray to him and we extol his virtues. He brings decency to all human beings. Well, those who accept it. Think about it, Matt. Look at the creatures in the jungle that are not made in God's image. Look at them. They, they're they deceptive. They lie. They steal. They kill. They rape. And we, the Catholic Church alone, stands against all of this. Well, that's, that's and, wonderful. Uh, and, and so Peter White, uh, because he is an instrument of Satan... He attacks the Catholic Church because he extols uh, the vision of Satan, yes. which is to disrupt the influence of God. It's all very clear. I don't know why you can't see it. Well, I don't believe uh, uh, I don't believe Peter actually is pro Satan. I, th- I think he just uh, doesn't believe in God. Yeah, 
Yes, well, there are many people that say that, and they, in due course, uh, they will be punished for telling uh, that lie. Uh, and in the end, uh, you know, there are, you heard the expression, in a war, there, there are no atheists in the foxholes. I have heard that expression, yes. Yeah, you people turn to God in a moment of extreme stress, and uh, they will be begging God for deliverance from evil. And there's many, there's many, uh, there's much evil in the world. There is. And, and so we fight against that in the Catholic Church. And uh, there are other religions that, that have copied us, but mm. they are not as successful as the Catholic Church. Uh, they have not built a city like uh, the Vatican. Right, right. Well, that's uh, fair enough. I mean, my dad always said the Episcopalians are kind of similar, but even they don't come close, clearly. Well, where is their, where is their Vatican? Where, where is it? Uh, that's a good I, I've point. never read about that. I've never seen it. That's where true. do you go to talk to the top guy in the Episcopalian Church, whoever he might be? That's a great point, Father. Where do you go to talk to the top Hindu or the top Buddhist? Where do you go? On top of some mountain in Asia? Uh, I don't know. That's a great question, Father. Um, there doesn't seem because to be a... They don't have, they don't have the influence right. on, on the people that the Catholic Church has. And we got our own place, we got our own capital, and uh, many countries send their diplomats to the Vatican because uh, we cooperate um, with the people all over the world. Mm -hmm. you and, have of course, we are compensated for the doors that we open for many people and many countries. And we our doors open to Donald Trump because we understand he is trying to create order in America. People complain, you know. They yes. complain that he wants to shut the border. Uh, right. Even you, Matt, I've heard you complain about it. You, you shouldn't be complaining because America is full, Matt. It's full. <laughs> well, but uh, uh, we, your country cannot afford to take many more people. You know, you you you, you can understand that. Just look at the rents oh, yeah. in your own city. They're yeah. going up because there's no place to live. That is that's actually uh, how true. about the rent in uh, San Francisco? Have you looked at an apartment in San Francisco? The rent is like uh, $4,000 for one month for a 700-square-foot apartment. Yes, yes. America's full, Matt. At some <laughs> point, you got to cut it off. And yes, uh, there, there are people that are being detained at the border. I understand that, but it's for the good of America. Uh, these people that flood in, of course, it's going to affect the economy. And these crazy rules you have, you know, with the with the uh, adjudication of whether these claims of asylum make any sense. You know, they don't make any sense. These are hundreds of thousands of people trying to... They said lowering drug prices was a fight we couldn't win. The big drug companies have billions of dollars and an army of lobbyists. But AARP stood with our 38 million members and forced the drug companies to lower drug prices. It's a victory for all Americans. But Big Pharma won't give up, so neither will AARP. Join our fight at aarp.org slash fierce defender. That's aarp.org slash fierce defender. The just because deal. 
Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. Believe me, Matt, in the Vatican, we would not put up with it. We would not put up with it for five minutes. No <laughs> one gets to live in the Vatican unless you belong there. But, Father, Father, many of these uh, Hispanics are Catholics. Shouldn't we let yes, them in? Yeah, we, have, we have Catholics. We have representatives of the Catholic uh, Church uh, everywhere. Uh, but right. that doesn't mean uh, they belong in America. Oh. Uh, you don't have some God-given right to go to the country you want to go to. You've got to have official authorization. It's like trying to get into heaven. You can't crash the border. Right. You try to crash the border when you don't deserve to go to heaven. Bad things happen, and you know where you go. There could be, as we speak right now, Father, there could be a caravan of uh, of uh, immigrants uh, careening toward uh, heaven right now. I'm sure St. Peter won't let them in. Yeah, well, you, you, can, you can bet your last uh, dollar, Mr. Connaughton, that we examine each and every immigrant who wants to go to heaven. We examine their qualifications. Yes. Uh, God is all-knowing. He's everywhere. He watches. He writes it down. He keeps track. And if you screw up, you don't get into God's kingdom. That's the way it works. Everybody knows that. That's right. So, yeah, maybe people try to crash our border, but we're not going to let them in. That's not what's going to happen. You get in with good works. You get in by trying to save your country like Donald Trump. Yes. This is a man. He will go straight to heaven. Straight to heaven. Because nope. this no is a man who is trying to make America great again. Yes, yes. And all, and he's already been absolved of his sins, right? Because he's he's never actually asked uh, for forgiveness, apparently. What uh, sins? What are you talking about? What has the guy ever done wrong? This guy is a pillar of decency. No, I mean... Uh, uh, you know. I would put him up against any American. And he fights very hard for yeah. every one of your people. Yes, yes. So you must does. respect what he's trying to do instead of trying to tear him down like you do on your radio show because your show is uh, subversive. Oh, my goodness. Oh, no. Well, I don't. Uh, so what are my odds of getting into heaven, uh, Father Bruno? You've never really. 100 uh, percent, Matt. Uh, your huh? odds of going to hell are 100 oh, percent. Oh, no. You don't I... even think about oh. heaven. You're not going. It's not oh. happening. I can't. You admit you are not a believer. What do you think is going to happen? Well, I well, I, I think that uh, someday I'm going to die and uh, that'll probably uh, kind of be it. Yeah, well, that uh, it, it's not, uh, Matt. Uh, you, you you really didn't study too hard when uh, when uh, you went to Sunday school where they explained all of this. Well, so you live in this fake uh, story, this this uh, fraudulent uh, universe where you know you live, you die, that's it. Yeah. That's not the way it works. Oh, okay. Right. You know, you have a soul that is everlasting, oh. and that soul. Uh, it's it's greater than your body, and it survives. And okay. uh, and if you do good things during your life, and you don't tear down God, and you don't call priests corrupt, 
and you don't attack the Catholic Church, and you go to school, you go to church every Sunday, uh, you're you're in good hands with the Catholic Church, but you have violated all of those rules. So I'm sorry, you know, you're not getting in. You know uh. what I'm saying? You're not getting in, Matt. It's over. Uh. There's nothing you can do. What if what you if, can't even beg forgiveness? You have sinned too much. <laughs> but wait a minute. But what about Donald Trump? I mean, uh, he, he did a lot of bad things before he came to the Lord. Isn't there time? Like what? Like a lot. Like well, a lot. You know. I mean, uh, you know, raw dogging a porn star while his wife is at home with their newborn child. I mean, just things like that. You know, nothing, nothing major. I'm just saying. I he mean, denied all that. No. Uh, let me ask you to prove it. I mean, oh, I, you prove it. Were you there? Were you there, Matt Connaughton? Did you see it with your own two eyes, or are you just listening to the fake news? I'll be honest with you, uh, Father Bruno. I have intentionally avoided uh, even seeing that image with my imagination, let alone my my own two eyes. Uh, So, no. And I cannot. Okay. okay. You know, I'm getting a little tired arguing with you. You get nowhere with these uh, atheists. Uh, It's like uh, talking to a born-again Christian. They think they know everything. Um, but actually, uh, the Catholic Church in the Vatican is the repository of all knowledge. Oh. And, uh, and we, and we alone can bring you to the promised land. Uh, that's all I got to say for today. I'm getting a little irritated oh, with you. I and I want to give you a special instruction. Oh. Uh, I want you to keep, uh, Peter White, uh, quiet about talking bad things about the priests. Right. Uh, this right. is a guy who ought to confine his language and he ought to confine his thoughts to his own personal shortcomings, his character defects, instead of attacking us. Right, right. Well, his time would be better spent. That's all I got to say, uh, Mr. Connaughton, and I'm going to conclude the call right now. Thank you very much. All right, Father Bruno, thank you for the call. That was uh, the great uh, Father Bruno Sarducci, of course. The uh, I believe he's the nephew of Father Guido Sarducci. He never remembers, by the way, and this is... Uh, you know, and he hasn't been doing radio as long as I have, I don't think. So he, he this, this might be why he doesn't think of it. He never remembers to plug his show, but I'll plug his show. He does a show. I believe it's on, uh, I think it's called Vatican Radio. It's from the Vatican. I think you can get it. If you've got one of those shortwave radios, you can actually get it transcontinental. He does a show called The Getting to Ride to With the Jesus. So I always forget, is it getting or get? Get to ride to with the Jesus. Anyway, uh, but he, he never plugs his show, but I'm happy to do it for him. I always enjoy uh, talking to Father Bruno, even though he, it, it sounds like, uh, he feels that, uh, the prospects for my personal salvation are quite, uh, quite dim, which is, uh, which is troubling to me. I do have to correct him on one thing. I don't really consider myself an atheist. I'm more of an agnostic, but, um, and, you know, that might sound like a distinction without a difference, but, uh, no, well, we have another call. I, oh. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Uh, oh, this is uh, Easy G. Easy G. Oh, hang on, Easy G. I've got your uh, theme music right here, uh, except right. Uh, I don't uh, have it ready. So I had to follow up Father Bruno. My all right. God. All right. Well, well. Oh, oh, pun fully intended. Oh, here, here's your theme music, Easy G. We'll just play a little bit because you're Easy G, and your time is now. <laughs> All right, there you go. It's Easy G. Do you have a uh, rebuttal to uh, Father Bruno? I tried to stick up for you, Easy G. I thought you did very well 
in uh, representing uh, organized religion versus the uh, yeah, he was just versus ready Peter. To, uh... Tell you and uh, Peter White, I guess you're going to burn. Peter White is apparently on the express train to hell. Can you believe it? Yeah, I guess you're going to tag along. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm, I'm not on the you know, express train. Calls, but... Next time he calls, you need to tell him that the uh, that it is not is not his right to uh, to judge. Oh, the good right. Lord is the one, the ultimate judger. That's, so where, that, where yes. does he get off telling you guys that you're going to burn? Where does he get off? There's a joke in there somewhere, but uh, but this yeah. is uh, afternoon drive. But uh, it, was, it was funny. A real quick, funny story for you. Yes, the, uh, it's over at the uh, watching that uh, horror, oh, kind of a horror flick, the uh, Jaws last night. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen that movie? I saw. Yeah, I saw it when I was a kid. I think, and I it probably it was wasn't very scary. In the, yeah, uh, no, it's it's graphic. I, I saw it last yeah. night at the uh, in town. They had a free concert night at the, uh, the park there. I'm the really, park. I'm surprised they would show that publicly in the park. Actually, to be honest with you, yeah, it was pretty scary. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I you, know it was all it was all uh, make believe. Obviously, you know, like no, like no, that's a documentary. Not really I'm true. kidding, right? No, of course. But there was kids in the audience, and I'm like, yeah, oh, I'm, I'm a little surprised. I, I mean, I'm not, out. I'm not judging, but I'm a little bit surprised they would show that there. But no, nah, whatever. Yeah. I guess. But it was funny though because I bumped into this guy and I said, "Hey, who, who are you?" And he says, uh, "I don't know if you ever, uh, you probably seen him on the uh, Facebook Live, Michael Alber." Yes, yes, he's very often in the Facebook Live chat. Yes, and it was it was his son, and he says the uh, after and his son says. Who, who who is that guy? You know, I got I took a selfie with him. Oh, <laughs> and the uh, he says oh, he says celebrity on the radio. <laughs> That's right. I said I don't know if I'm a celebrity. But. <laughs> You're the entertainment reporter, Easy G. Is there is no bigger celebrity? Oh boy. Yes. Have you ever, have you ever met uh, Michael Alber? I don't believe we've ever met in person, but I I often see him in the Facebook oh, live chat. Oh yeah, then. Uh, uh, what's his face was there with his girl? Um, what's his face? Uh, oh, Ed Murphy. Ed Murphy, yes, he helped you move. Yes, but shout out to Ed Murphy. He was there at the park last night too. Shout outs. I like to give plural shout outs. Yeah, before before we go, with anybody's in, uh, interested, the uh, I won't be checking it out, but. But Amanda McCarthy's going to be playing down the street in about 20 minutes at the uh, Murphy's Tap Room. So. Oh, she's playing event. today. Amanda McCarthy, uh, fantastic. Locally right here in Manchester at Murphy's. That's wonderful. Yes. How so long enjoy you? your uh, Labor Day weekend, and we'll uh, talk to you later. All right. Thank Bye-bye. you, Easy G. Bye-bye. All right. That was uh, the great uh, Easy G, Eric Gagnon, you know, and, uh, you know, his time is now. Got to play him out. Very nice. You can't see him. Well, he's not actually here. You're listening to the best of Matt Connerton Unleashed as we do this every Saturday morning now from the studios of WMNH 95.3 FM in downtown Manchester, New Hampshire. And next on the show this week, so we have been covering on the show uh, periodically the ongoing uh, controversy at the local VA, but this is something that, you know, affects uh, VAs nationally. But there is a Bible, a very large Bible on display in a building where, you know, you are supposed to have separation of church and state and there is not supposed to be any establishment of a specific religion. 
So having that Bible on display, I believe, violates the Establishment Clause, uh, and it is unconstitutional. And John Hopwood uh, feels that way as well. And so does uh, Mikey Weinstein, uh, who again called into the show. Uh, Mikey Weinstein is a national figure. He is the uh, founder of the Military Religious Freedom Foundation. And, uh, and he is himself a man of faith, but fights is fighting to keep religion out of the VA. Um, so he called in to discuss the newest uh, sort of uh, story arc here as Vice President Mike Pence recently made some comments about this, supporting keeping the Bible there and so forth. Um, so we get into this with John Hopwood. Mikey Weinstein does call in. And then uh, our friend Mike Doyle calls in, who seems to be taking... Uh, something of a of a different uh, a different uh, position on this, and he and John Hop would get into a bit of an argument, which always makes for uh, compelling radio. So uh, I think this is a clip. This next clip that you're going to hear, this next segment, uh, both very uh, informative and entertaining at the same time. So there's a lot of passion in this, and uh, it is an important issue. Uh, John Hop would even threatens to sue uh, Vice President Pence over his comments. So. Uh, this is um, pretty intense stuff. So without further ado, here it is. It's a long clip. So this is our final segment on this week's uh, best of Matt Connerton Unleashed. And my message to Vice President Pence, I'm going to sue you for uh, violating my federal civil rights and Trump and the, and the VA. They are violating my federal civil rights. As I've said in my series of articles, began on Manchester Inkling, but my medium column, this is a, in my opinion, but, you know, it is a calculated attempt to, in my opinion, to create another uh, potential Charlottesburg right here in New Hampshire, the primary state, the, you know, first in the nation primary. And uh, this was calculated calculated and they had to have the constitutional grounds to put that bible in the box on that table let me explain to the folks is there a lot of times there's what's called a missing in action pow table that are in va veterans hospitals it is a burlesque in my opinion of the last supper set of the 12 there's six you know it's it's created i think by Vietnam era pilots. Anybody used to watch the old like World War One movies with the, you know the Aces there, or even World War Two, you know, like the RAF. They'd lose somebody and they'd go in. There'd be an empty space and they'd have a drink for the person. Mm-hmm. But uh, MIA, this table is called Missing Man, not MIA. So it's already gendered which is offensive because if anybody knows the history of the Manchester Veterans uh, Administration Medical Center is our all female, all women, all woman congressional delegation spearheaded by CD2, Annie Custer, who has been out there trying to protect the rights of women in the military and at the VA, asked for a separate entrance for women veterans suffering from military sexual trauma oh. because being around men and we can be crude and I, I'm admitting myself I've been like you, know, sure. you say stuff you're with you know, of course yeah. we're like back in the army and stuff they can get easily triggered and yeah. uh, I wrote an article about MST 
They had a show about it called The Clothesline Project that was used on the National VA site. Mm -hmm. In Bedford, Massachusetts, at the Veterans Hospital I go to for some of my care, in which I'm going to request transferring completely out of this place because it's hostile, and I'm not, and we'll get into that later. At the Bedford Hospital, they've got the table. Where would you think that it should be properly placed? Since it's a table celebrating, like, you know, the, a mess, like a, a pilot's mess. It's in, it's in the cafeteria. But no, this was put in the main foyer of the Manchester VA hospital, right across from the picture of Trump and Wilkie. We can go into their stuff because yeah. it's so fascinating that when Wilkie, who's made offensive comments oh, that we, about uh, trying to stuff his, establish his religion onto me and others, which I find incredibly offensive mm -hmm. and triggering. Because remember, there were, uh, I complained continually about a, uh, an uh, anti-Muslim employee up there. Oh, yeah, who yeah, was yeah. just, they let her, you remember when we were, we, yeah. so, oh, that was when we were, you were doing the show. You were just about to start this show. Which was actually shocking to me that, 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 that someone would even. You were with me when they sent me the message. Yes. Uh, uh, we were talking, you were going to go on the show like the next week, and they said they were answering a letter to me, and then they lied, you know, they lied, the, the assistant director who was taken out by the scandal, mm -hmm. but given another job. Of course, there. of he course. actually lied to Senator Shaheen saying, I told him when I was with you, because we were, we were at uh, Puerto Vallarta, mm -hmm. and I'd had like a tequila. No, I can't talk to you. No, I'm having dinner. Call, call me back later. And I think it was Friday, Friday night or like Friday at 5 or 5.30. And then he s sends the letter that exact day. <laughs> oh, he, he refused to uh, talk to me. Right, right. That's never been even adjudicated. But I'm up there. You know, you know how I like to go. We'll come back. Yeah. At the time of the Quebec, Quebec City massacre at a mosque. Mm -hmm. And I have Islamic family members who yeah. I love. Yeah. And this guy is continually caught towel heads. And, and, and people are asking him to stop because the psychologists up at the VA, they've got to break the, the, the hold of the other. Right. On right. a veteran or they'll be in hell for the rest of their life. Oh, yeah. Where they, they don't want Vietnam vets to say gook. Right. Of course. They don't right. want them. To, but, you know, they've been that's years and years of condi the conditions them. Right. So with their they do great progress with the younger veterans. So they don't hate mm -hmm. Muslims because you're in that situation. It's just, you know, all this stuff. It, it's very natural to hate the other. Right. It fires you up. But then and they, it's a shorthand that's but, in our brains. Right. But then to carry that with you through the we'll, rest we'll, of your we'll life will you. destroy you. So Absolutely, here's people yeah. that have been, and he, he just keeps doing it. Yeah. I, I, then he never gets disciplined. I write to Carol Shea Porter. He's telling the people, oh, uh, somebody sent the letter to the congresswoman. You know? Yeah, that's it's incredible. So to I'm me. known up there for getting him fired. No I kidding. guess. Yeah. So I already got that onus on me. Yeah. I went, we can talk about that. So that happened. And I mentioned that when I was with Al Montoya and Carol, when they're rolling out the new paradigm, MUR is there, it's online and everything, that what, how well he did. Because I'm not b blaming him. Because uh, when this Bible, they made the complaint, he took it away. Then immediately it comes back. And then it's put in a big plexiglass 
box, the Bible right, in the box. Right, yeah. But it's r- not discreetly in, you know, in the cafeteria. Right. It's, it's in. So it's in it's everyone's right, face. It, it is right there in the entrance that women with MST have to go through because they have to go up there to get to the fifth floor, which is where the psychiatric thing, and all the, 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 the uh, lobbying that to get the women either a separate entrance or a building and anybody we can, I think Ben Dion is on the uh, commission, historical commission or something. They want to preserve the, one of the building that the director used to be in because it's a nice example of prairie architecture of, of uh, that famous architect, Frank Lloyd Wright. And they, they said, well, this could be a place where women sufferers of MST trauma could go so they don't get triggered. All that's gone down, all down the drain. We, we have a call. Oh, this, this, could be, uh, this could be him. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Hi, my name is Mikey Weinstein. How are you? Hi, Mikey Weinstein. Yes, we have spoken before. Welcome back to the show. Uh, John Hopwood is, uh, is here, of course. I, I know that, uh, that uh, he invited you on today. But, uh, yeah, we played, um, I don't know if you've gotten to hear anything, but we did play uh, a few minutes ago the uh, clip played the audio of Mike Pence's uh, comments that uh, are up on his uh, Twitter feed talking about how the Bible stays in the uh, at the, the Manchester VA. But um, can, can you kind of, uh, for people who didn't hear your previous appearance on the show and aren't familiar, uh, can, can you kind of remind everyone who you are and, and, and what you do and the organization and, and what you're uh, fighting for here? Sure. And, guys, I wish I had a little bit more time. We're just uh, kind of in a media storm today with both Pence uh, – Tweeting what he did, and then yeah. um, the idiot um, Trump repent, uh, retweeting it. Uh, we was going to say repensing it earlier to this morning, <laughs> so I only have a few minutes. But um, uh-huh. I'm the head, uh, the founder and president of the Military Religious Freedom Foundation. We're a large civil rights organization representing uh, in excess of 65,000 uh, active duty reserve guard and um, um, you know members of uh, the U.S. military veterans as well. Uh, about 95 percent of them happen to be Christians. We have 17 client families connected with the controversy of the bolted-down Bible, uh, thereby in your neighborhood, right in your neighborhood, rather, in Manchester, mm-hmm. at the Veterans Administration Medical Center. And, of course, our uh, our uh, number one person is our uh, veteran there, is our client, very val- uh, valiant man by the name of Jim uh, Chamberlain, yes. who is a devout Christian, former Air Force tanker pilot, who's our named plaintiff in that case. As I mentioned, we have 16 additional ones. The majority of them happen to be Christians as well. Mm-hmm. And so um, uh, we are the ones that are facilitating that lawsuit with uh, with our excellent law firm there. And our uh, our attorney is uh, Larry Vogelman, who's a very well-respected attorney in the area with the Davin Nixon Law Firm. Okay. Um, yeah, so obviously uh, today's uh, kind of a big day in all this where the – I mean, it seems like, you know, the Trump administration is really uh, trying to kind of shove it in everyone's faces with uh, – Pence's comments. Is this the first time, by the way, that uh, Pence uh, or Trump or anyone else from the administration has made such a, a forceful uh, statement on this specifically, publicly? Yes, on this one. Uh, but, but there is a statement I have about Mike Pence. I've been asked a million oh. times since this started yesterday. Yeah. So I sent it to, uh, to John, but I'd like to read it to you on the show now, if that's yeah, okay. Absolutely, please. Mike Pence, Mike Pence is one of the most repulsive and repellent fundamentalist Christian supremacists and bullies on the scene today. Uh, he, as a full-fledged member of, quote, the family, religious cabal, 
And by that, please see the recent Netflix documentary and author Dartmouth professor Jeff Charlotte's books on this fundamentalist Christian extremist organization called The Family. It's hardly surprising that, he, that Pence is lending his ugly bigotry and pervasive prejudice in support of keeping that Christian Bible bolted down on the POW MIA table at the Manchester, New Hampshire VA Medical Center. Uh, I tweeted back at Pence yesterday and just said, uh, um, uh, hey, Pence, you know, got fundamentalist uh, Christian privilege, you little snowflake. <laughs> and, um, you know, uh, uh, that's where we stand. Uh, I shouldn't even have to explain to anybody yes. why that's wrong. That I mean, the VA is a state actor. If you want to be in an outburger, Hobby Lobby, or Chick-fil-A, and they do this, put up your POW MIA table and put a Bible on it. You're a private company, mm-hmm. but not when you're a state actor. Veterans come in all sizes, shapes, colors, you know, uh, national origin, religious faith, and no faith. We have plenty of secularists, atheists, agnostics, and um, uh, humanists that happen to be veterans. And in, in the case in our lawsuit right here, we have a fund- we have an evangelical Christian, pre- uh, 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 wonderful, you know, plaintiff, and we have the majority of the people that have come to us asking for us for help happen to be Christians. We have Muslims, we have uh, Jews, we have atheists, agnostics, Native American, and so um, this is the first time that um, uh, Pence, who basically is the the servile. Um, you know, ass kisser of uh, the ignorant, entitled Trump um, has Four decided F, to weigh in. But of course, um, uh, the level of uh, the daisy chain is kind of like poor, being poorly educated leads to ignorance, you know, which mm-hmm. leads to fear, which leads to hatred, which leads to bigotry and prejudice, which ends up with blood in the streets. So that's what we're dealing I with. I right agree now. with you totally. Before you came here, I was speaking of that. I believe, Mikey, first of all, Mike Pence is a liar. He lied. That Bible was not in World War II. Well, I established that mm-hmm. as a journalist. Yes. And why the media and why our Democratic uh, congressional delegation here in the state of New Hampshire and why the Democratic presidential candidates are ignoring this, but they ignore veterans, except Chris Pappas, who's new and a good guy. I, uh, but let me, you know, back in, uh, Matt knows, because we were on a TV show before we got, just before we got the radio show. There was uh, the previous administration there allowed anti-Muslim bigotry, which to me was extremely offensive because I have Muslim family members. My niece converted to Islam. She met somebody and fell in love when she was on duty in Kosovo. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's a beloved member of our family, and they are Muslim. And her child, my grandniece. And it, at the time of the Montreal Mosque Massacre, or it could be Quebec City, he's making these comments. And I complained and complained. Nothing would happen. Then I sent a letter to Carol Shea Porter, our former congresswoman. He's mocking He's mocking it. Finally, yeah. finally, you know, something happened. So now I'm known up there, you know, I guess I'm the one who got rid of uh, the guy that he got fired. I don't know that for a fact. But, you know, this is extremely triggering to me. Because when I was doing an interview, the one that was with Manchester Inkling before when they had the flyover, one of the people I interviewed, he had he when I was interviewing him, he knew all of this stuff beforehand. Mm-hmm. He actually had music talking about this situation right in uh, in his truck. And he also told me, and I didn't print it, he had a gun. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And uh, I think that this Mikey and my, uh, and, you know, we talked to Bob Jones. He never responded to my inquiry 
where I said I thought that his comments in the February article, Carol Robito's Manchester Inc. Link article, where he said that he he put you down for being a Jew. You know, I guess you're angry. You know, the angry Jew. I said, right. I, I believe that's anti-Semitic. He never responded. Really. And here's the other right. thing, Matt. I was talking to Mikey about it when Al Montoya came in. Who incidentally, I sent the letter. We're supposed to have a great community and family. I sent him a letter on May eighth saying that he this was disrespecting the spirit of Ed Coyce, the great whistleblower who had just died. He never responded. Yeah. But I think he's between the rock and the hard place. But uh, it's just outra- outrageous what's going on. I, I believe that this was when you read when there was no stuff about LGBTQ community up there. So I would go down to Bedford, Mass, which you know has all the outreach. But when Al comes in, suddenly they have the stuff there. Mm. All of a sudden, it's just disappearing. Yeah. And I've just done, I was starting to tell Mikey, I've done three sweeps. There's, there's hardly anything there. And they don't have, in the VA, they'll have like a permanent thing behind a plastic. You know, you can replace it. There's not one. So people actually taped one to something. But there's nothing there. Three sweeps. There's barely yeah. anything there. It's almost like because we in the uh, site of that was it the Northeast POW network, MIA network. They have an article. Bob yes. Jones. He's outraged because a, a congresswoman replaced the POW flag with a transgendered flag. Now he doesn't say anything about transgendered people, and he actually wrote a letter to, like to the Lowell Sun about it. Mm-hmm. But you have a president who. Is, is, is you know allows himself to be used by Pence and the, he has he, he allows the, 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 the Mikey I believe that these evangelical Christians know that this most impious person to ever reach a high office in this land who has an abortion oh, yeah, clause yeah, this, in his this, NDA this is absolutely he's a willing hand puppet and they use their they Bible want. to you know to uh, to try to rationalize yeah. um, um, you know based out of the Old Testament and the New Testament where this has been done before. Uh, that you know that 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 he is just a we, uh, we, he may not be perfect but uh, God has chosen him he's, he's just like um, uh, you know um, uh, Moses stuttered he may not have been a perfect speaker but he had Aaron there to help him with it because we know all of this stuff happened right? I'm not going to even get into no, any oh, of that yeah. <laughs> the fact is, is that Trump as long as they vote for Trump and they donate to Trump um, and as long as he makes it clear that um, life as a born again Christian for you in America. Particularly better if you're white, male, and straight, but it's never been better than right now. Guys, I, we have, I have to wrap yeah. up in about 90 seconds and get on the next interview, for which I'm one minute late for. Okay. okay. So, um, um, I'd like to have you back well, on my show next week. We'll talk about it because uh, this is outrageous, and I'm terminating my uh, – I was going to go up there, back, take my care back up there. Xavier University is tackling Ohio's nursing shortage by giving individuals with non-nursing bachelor's degrees an opportunity to accelerate into the profession. Whether you studied accounting, biology, marketing, or anything in between, our ABSN program can prepare you for nursing practice in as few as 16 months. So if nursing is your calling, now's the time to answer it. Enroll for one of three terms at our locations in Cincinnati, Cleveland, or Columbus. Search Xavier ABSN to apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. 
Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Terminating now. Mike, Mikey, thank you so much. We know you got to run. Before you go, anything you just want us to know or the listeners to know about uh, anywhere they should be going online? Do you want to mention your, your website or anything like that? Sure. Our website is militaryreligiousfreedom.org. I also like to say, if you want to see uh, what these, uh, any of you that are fans of the, t- the, the TV show Breaking Bad, my wife right. has a brand new book out that's only been out uh, for, since August 13th called When Christians Break Bad, Letters from the Insane, Inane, and Profane. In fact, I think John is going to be reviewing it soon. We've had a lot of yeah, reviews on it. It's, uh, it's, it's the number one new release uh, at various times here since the 13th of August at Amazon um, in really? three different categories. And if you want to see what these pious, hypocritical, um, 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 uh, maniac Christians really believe about people that try to stand up to them, uh, get make sure you have some sort of mind-altering drink uh, <laughs> in your hand, a nice beer, and read what's there. Some of it's so bad we had to host some of the pictures sent to us um, on um, on our website because it's just uh, it's horrible. And it's been markedly worse since the Caligula in chief entered into uh, his presidency, such as, it was, <laughs> such as it is. All right, Mikey Weinstein, thank Great you. Great hearing from you. Yes, thank you so much for the call. Let's talk again soon. He said, All right, yeah. thank you very much. John, thank you for okay, the journalism I, that you do. Do you really for do uncovering not, the lies. Uh, and that, yeah. and that, uh, that was a Bible given back to this uh, POW, when former got, POW uh, when he, by his mommy when he got back from the war. It's not a historical artifact. And, and, it's a complete and total lie. And i got to run. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Take care. I was going to ask him the question. Uh, somebody sent him a letter saying, my pastor told me that you're related to Harvey Weinstein, the rapist of women, and you're a, ra- you're a Jewish rapist of, uh, of Christians. Wow. You should see the anti-Semitic build she gets. But this Bob oh, Jones, an angry it. Jew. I believe you know? it, yeah. Uh, hello to uh, Bill Murphy, who joins us in the fa- uh, Facebook live chat. Bill had uh, had that; he was part of that meeting. Bill's a—he's uh, been on the show. He's a, a pain uh, patient advocate. And oh hello. yeah, I wanted to get him on my show after the primary. 17. Oh yeah, that's right. I, I uh, yeah, because I really believe in that. Yeah, and, and yeah, and uh, Fred Vonig from the Daily Ripple and uh, Ripple Radio. Uh, hey, Fred, joins, call joins, us, uh, joins us in there as well. So, wow, I'm not uh, the agreeable Johns here. He just got it all out. But yeah. I can't believe we're trying to build the community out of the ashes. And, yeah, you know, we were doing this. And they just bulldoze in because we are spearheading the privatization of that, which is in a Koch Brothers uh, approved plan and which has the oversight of somebody from Hospital Corporation of America. The Frist families, you know, I think they sold their stock. And now one of the brothers is a billionaire. The Frist family, as in Bill Frist? Bill Frist okay. made $15 million, had $15 million is a fortune from the stock. But his brother became a billionaire. Oh. And now Gene Shaheen took a campaign cop, co- uh, contribution of $1,000 from Hospital Corporation of America. That was the first time anybody in New Hampshire, a New Hampshire Democrat, ever took the money. And Billy Shaheen, his law firm, has the lobbying contract for Hospital Corporation of America, which was hovering over Elliott Hospital last year when it was almost bankrupt. And it just bought... The hospital in Carol Shea Porter's hometown. What is it, Frisbee? I don't know. I mean, 
but nobody talks about this stuff. Right. When I told Chris Pappas' staffer about this, his eyes rolled in his head. But Gene Shaheen is the head of the part, you know, it's the Shaheen machine. I'm extremely disappointed in her, and I won't support her for the for Senate. We have another call. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Hey, man, it's Mike Doyle. Mike Doyle, how are you, sir? Good, how you been? Good. I I, uh, I heard uh, what happened to, uh, this morning. Did you go to Saratoga? <laughs> did you go to Saratoga, Mike? I tried, yeah, I did. I did. When, last fun? Wednesday through Saturday. Had three beautiful days at 75 yeah. degrees, and then on the Wednesday, the first day, we had a tornado come through. <laughs> but uh, Really? Other than that, uh, yeah. At Saratoga? Wow. It's so beautiful. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Oh. But it was good. It, it went right through pretty quick. Within an hour, oh. we were good to go. Oh, that's good. Um, a little bit wet, but the other three days were like, you couldn't ask for better weather. Yeah. 75 oh. with a breeze and with a bunch of Manchester guys and just chilling out. My father nice. used to so go perfect. Very nice. Hey, it was, it was, uh, yeah, so thanks for talking about this morning. I, I wanted to try to not take the elevator and see if I could get to the room quicker, but I missed a step and, uh, did you get and hurt? Found the handrail on the on the center of my forehead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> any uh, any blood? They got it. it wasn't my nose or my teeth. Yeah, yeah. no kidding, no kidding. Well, any but, blood uh, or did you did it just leave a mark? Oh no, I got a I got a half half a boiled egg on my forehead. Oh jeez, wow. Mike, we're old yeah, now. Yeah. Taking the stairs. I had a cut on my knee. Uh, my back's killing me. Oh man, so, uh, oh, yeah, that it was sucks. A good, it was, you know, when you don't see it coming. Yeah. And you, and you just go down, you know, it happens. Oh, but. The, Peter, yeah, I just quickly, I wanted to, I was I was listening to the Pence thing, and yeah. I was listening to this guy and your guy, and I'm not sure I understand where the discord here is between between what's going on, and, and didn't didn't Pence say that he just wants to remain all religious freedom? No, in the this VA? is a, uh, in my opinion, you could read my articles, I can send you links to them. First of all, uh, I believe you know, that this uh, Bible was placed there at the, it, because it was the exact time that the Bladensburg Peace Cross case was taken up by the U.S. Supreme Court. Now, uh, the Bladensburg Supreme Court case, I had uh, a attorney on, on there, uh, Joseph Steinfeld, and he had said he expected it to be uh, upheld, that it was constitutional because it's venerable. It's old. It's of its time when the cross was like a symbol of, you know, World War One. And uh, Justice Breyer, who was Jewish, agreed, you mm -hmm. know, and to the liberals. And he wasn't, you know, it's interesting. But the fact is, Mike, they had a Bible in there for it to pass constitutional muster to be in the uh, what the uh, the pre Blainsburg, uh what would you call it, test, and even Bladensburg, is that it had to be historical. So they lied that this Bible accompanied, which was about a seven, eight-pound Bible, new Catholic standard edition, altar-sized, but uh, which, which curiously was the same size of like the Wilkie Bible that he was sworn in, Secretary Wilkie, which had the story that that was a World War One vet took oh, it really? through it. Oh. Which, but this, but that's more plausible because my grandfather's in World War One. It's a different type of war. But this guy was a B twenty four. Isn't it? Isn't no, it just listen, a symbol? Is, no, it's I not a symbol. About a symbol? No, it's not a B twenty four pilot shot down. First of all, he's in a flight suit with uh, our, you know, they have flak vests. They've got all the stuff. Where's he going to put this big Bible? But this is the story they're telling. He bailed out. 
He went through a John McCain-like thing where uh, the peasants grab him and then the Germans save him, put him in a POW camp where this Christian Bi- this Catholic Bible was supposedly got through all the vetting. And Bob Jones of the uh, Northeast MIA POW Network said, it could have cost him his life if he had had it. But it was an inspiration to everybody. He has this huge Bible there. Then he escapes and takes it with him. The fact is, Mike, I found out oh, but, it was a lie. Yeah, but, he was given the Bible afterwards. And here's another thing, Mike. In German prisoner of war camps, you were allowed to have a Bible. They did not take Bibles away from everybody. They gave it to them. They gave it to them. This was a complete lie. This was a lie. I don't understand your frustration. Because there's All, no, no it, Bible it, should be, there should not be a Bible on a missing man table. First of all, it's an MIA table. We have, if you listen to it, there's, there are female veterans, Mike. My sister Mike, is a wife. Why, why, why My can't ex it was be there? Why shouldn't it be there? Why can't it be there? Because it's establishment of religion. Why can't the Quran, why can't the Quran because be there? Because, oh, why, he, you why don't know, he doesn't know the story. Why can't the, uh, read. why can't anything? Why the, why the, the, the Mike, Mike, they took the, the stuff the, off. The Quran. People came and put stuff on and they took it off. This is, right. this is a, in my opinion, this is a act by, of the Trump 2020 campaign, and I was at covering the Trump rally, and what did I say? This guy, Trump is not Hitler. He's Pat Sajak. Everybody had a great time. They were making, you know, shaking their, their hands at us like, oh, you know, the call and response. And then we're all like buddies. You know, there was no threat. There was no anything. It was actually a good time there. But yeah. he did mention religious liberty because I don't think he really gives a damn. And a few days ago, he couldn't even answer any questions about a Bible. Remember? Right. Of course. This is yeah, but what? So nobody's answered my question. What is the uproar that it was a Bible how there? If, how if you and, instead of some other book? How if you had been molested by a priest and you go in and there's a huge Catholic Bible there and you are forced to walk past it in the main foyer? At Bedford, Massachusetts, at the Bedford, at the facility. How about the fact that you're driving down Union or Pine and you've got to go right by a Catholic church? What does that bother me? What's that got to do with anything? That's that's there. That's there. This thing is put there, and it was a provocation. It violated the the law. The it violates constitutional law. The establishment clause. Yeah, yeah. It violated the law. it's I not that, supposed to be there. What, what all he was trying to say is Pence that all religions it. are welcome in no, the VA. No, the Christian religion is there, and I had an incident with anti, you know, anti-Muslim bigotry. And Mike, come on, we have you have a president that is very provocative. I'm not going to say you know you'll never see me calling me evil, and I, I say he's right. not racist. Right, right. He's just Donald Trump, who I've known since like night was in New York in 1983, reading the paper, and he had the generals, and he's b i t c hing about everything. So I don't think he's the antichrist. Let me just read. Let me just read the statement of the Veterans Affair guy Wilkie. Yeah. All right. All he said was the military culture in which we grew up. He's a lot. Prioritizes the ability of our troops to worship their right to worship, their right to have access to chaplains. And a free celebration of their faith. He added that so, free. What's a free celebration? What's a free I, I, celebration, I, I, Mike? Was that me being my? Have you ever been in the military? No. What does that have to do with anything? Were you ever in the military? 
You're you're quoting him as an expert on military culture. I've been in the military. I'm not an expert. Who said that? You're making, said, you're making still, it up now. He's you're talking doing fake news. He's there talking about You're making it military up. I never culture. said I never said he's an expert. There it is. He's your authority, right? I was well, when the, I was he, in basic. He's the head training. of the Veterans Affair and he's boiling it down to a simple paragraph that when but these people come true. out of combat and come out that's of all the situations true. they can and that's all the illnesses true. they have, that's not when they true, go into Mike. the when they go into the VA, that's not they true, should be able, they should be able to practice any religion they Mike, want. Are you a veteran? Be any... Do you use the VA? Tell me that. Do you use the VA? Because I'm going to tell you something. I was in basic training and forced to go to church. My brother-in-law, my father, my brother, we were all forced to go to church. That kind of ended. I was in, at AIT in Texas where they brought the lieutenant colonel chaplain in the Easter Bunny uh, uh, costume. We're supposed to go through go through an Easter service, and my best friend was Jewish. And I went up oh. because you know who I am. I'll go up yeah. to... Uh, Mayor or John Silver or the NSA and tell them to go screw themselves. I went up and says, I, this is offensive and I won't sit through it. And they allowed so, us so, to go. So, so religion was forced just, on to just people. Just explain the myth. Explain this to me real quick. Why do they force? Why don't you force when, he's, when, when he's saying our troops have the right to worship and have chaplains and free celebration of any faith they what have at the celebration? VA. What's free celebration? What is that? What is, how, how are we twisting that around? Free, to say, what is free celebration, Mike? I was trained by the Defense Intelligence Agency to spy on Soviet Union, the Russians that are apparently. I was defending uh, Trump the other day about you know what Deutsche Bank. Right. I think a lot of the stuff watching MSNBC and CNN is just for me. It's just, oh, give me a friggin' break, mm-hmm. but. Uh, you know what does free know, celebration mean? Free I, celebration. I'm reading it the means, other way. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't because I don't you don't have see the experience. Where it, it, it's just you don't, don't have proselyte. Free celebration means proselytizing. They're going to take their version of the Bible and stuff it down your throat. I was here with Gary Hopper. He's a congregationist. I'm a congregationist, but I'm not a Christian to him because I don't believe his. Uh, uh, you know what I would consider outlandishness. Because I think Christ is. It's all a metaphor. Right. And I expect the congregationalists. My great 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 grandfathers who have names like Moses and stuff who were Protestant divines that came here in 1630, they'd hang Quakers, you know. Yeah, I don't, I don't get, I don't know. I'm seeing two different things. I understand what you're saying. This is, but I'm just saying. He's straight out saying, if you're in the VA, you have the right to celebrate. Any faith you you want. No, you Mike, have the right to have a chaplain. You have the right to. That's Mike, exactly what he no, said. No, you don't. There's not a. There's not. There, there's not. When you go into a VA, there's either a Protestant or a uh, Catholic. You, don't, you, you know, that's just the way it is. And even in uh, a military unit. But here's the thing. Yeah, what, what it's if, being. What if somebody was a Muslim or, or some other entity that that had their own religion, but was an American citizen and fighting for the U.S. And he's not allowed to have, you know, the 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 faith that he wants to while he's in there Mike, trying to. They can have any religion that they want. I, but I don't, don't know what I'm. I don't, I'm missing something you. here, but that you don't force it on somebody and you don't lie about it. The the thing was for that Bible, that Bible, in my opinion, was a premeditated act to coincide with Bladensburg, and it was used. They justified putting that Bible with constant, to make it constitutionally valid when, see, Al Montoya, the director, took it away. Then it came back. 
they said it passed the venerable test. It went through this amazing friggin' journey. And I'm the person that found out by just into talking to the union leader reporter that talked to the guy. It was an absolute lie. And Mike Pence just repeated that lie. That Bible isn't historic. It had no right to be there. It didn't pass any constitutional mm-hmm. test. You know, but it's, I don't know. Yeah, the law. I, I guess that's your opinion. I I, no, it's I, not my it's opinion. A too, it's, it's not my opinion. You, the law is not an opinion. Uh, it's, you know? it's a little too deep for me because all he said was the military culture has been part of my being, an important part of what I believe. I've seen the my, effects of combat both in uniform and out of uniform. And then he goes on to say, Mike, I've ne- if, if, okay. you're, if you're in the VA, the ability of our troops to worship, you have the right to chaplains or to free to celebrate your faith. Mike, they're, they're, so, no, they're allowing proselytizing. They're allowing people to come up to you like the Harry Krishners uh, uh, used to at like San Francisco Airport. And I, I probably have more sympathy with them. Mike, <laughs> I've been, my father was a disabled American veteran. I used to go to VA hospitals with him, and it was really horrible to, but I'm not Clinton or uh, no, I've been to VA hospitals. I'm in, I, that is my health care provider for 10 years. Not one time and all the time has anybody ever complained about they didn't have access to a Bible, that they, were, they couldn't freely celebrate anything. Do you know what they, they just be? We should be all tattooed when we get out. Born to B-I-T-C-H. We B-I-T-C-H about uh, the VA, about the Army. If you're a Vietnam vet from the early days, you, you LBJ or Nixon or... Bomber or whatever. Nobody has ever mentioned religion ever, except mm-hmm. the yeah. thing when the guy was doing. All the right, well, I gotta go. I, I I just read it a different way. Well, they put it in saying, your face, Mike. Anybody, they any, should, down, anybody should be able to practice any religion. Can I just say but, to Mike, um, Mike, you're right because they should be that table. Well, I'm against the table too, but Mikey's not. That table should be down in the cafeteria instead of in your face, right across from the Trump picture and the Wilkie picture, right in the main foyer. should be down there, and you should be able to put different texts. And it, it, read Manchester Inkling. If you're on, the next time you're on the morning show, Carol Robito, ask her about that. Mm. Because people took texts, like uh, I think one was a Muslim text, one might have been non-denominational. They put them on there, and they took them immediately off. Mm-hmm. This right. is sticking a religion in your face, and it's based on a lie. And you know, you know, if you want to understand me, and I was on Norm's show. The the thing that every veteran deals with when we're with each other is that it wasn't worth it, Mike. To, to have to set every day to be tormented, to have a flashback. You're talking to your ex girlfriend and things tonight, and she says something because she's Russian, and you're back listening. Well, let's not get into that. I'll have a flashback again. And, and what I went through was minuscule compared to the combat vets up there. They get triggered so easily. But what we said, it wasn't worth it. Right. It wasn't worth it. Life, it has, you know, things have to have meaning. Democracy has to have meaning. When I went in 2015 and called Ted Gatz a liar at that meeting, you know, I was thinking the flag and everything. Well, I shouldn't, you know, it was, it was unconscionable what I did because I was having a flashback. Remember the time yeah. when they just opened it up, the, yeah. the door to the PTSD? It's because when you lie about something, it makes what we sacrifice a mockery. A mockery. When I crossed that line in the Manchester maps, I swore to defend the United States and the U.S. Constitution with my life. And I would do it again. But I'm not going to put my life in jeopardy because some yahoos want to create a Charlottesville by sticking their religion 
into somebody's face. This is deliberately provocative. But I'm going to say something like, you're right a lot about Trump. And, I, you know, you always think I'm some big anti-Trumper but because you're not, I don't listen to you. Sometimes you don't listen to me. You're right. It should be a place where there's ma- many uh, religions. I offered this octagonal table I inherited from 1917. Let's use that. Put that down there. Have other religions. Mm-hmm. Have a setting there. So you're actually right. But... Pence is bamboozling. Following up, just let me finish by okay. this because I got to go. But following up on what I was saying, it's it, there's an article here. Uh, it says that Neil Gorsuch said in the that and Wilkie said he's absolutely correct because he said even though you might be offended, doesn't give you doesn't give you standing to stop other people from worshiping. For that's, me, it's not a military issue; it's a religious liberty issue. That's a thirty-foot cross. And the one that is vitally cross. important to these those who serve it. That's a thirty-foot so cross. I, I, I that's think a they're trying to envelop foot. it as a whole thing. And, that was and a thirty-foot cross. You guys are breaking cross. it down as Catholic. That's a no. It has nothing to do with Catholic. We're talking about evangelical Christians. They're just you. They they dishonored her. The World War II vet by lying about his Bible. Right. He's almost a hundred years old. They've dishonored every veteran by lying about him. It has nothing to do with Catholic. We're talking about evangelical Christians. They're the ones that are behind this crap. And the thing is, yeah. I in San Francisco they had a huge cross. You can see it in Dirty Harry. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, and you had the oh, it's blah blah blah. They ought to take it down. And then they gave it to a private thing. I was never into that stuff. It's a cross. It's been there forever. FDR lighted it and stuff. Yeah. And it's the same thing with I, the Bladesburg I think, I think cross. It, I don't, no, but I don't this know. Was I don't know. And I don't want Humpy to explode, but I think you're digging into this way too deep. No. My, but, uh, it just, it, it's it created what it is. a hostile You know what? We'll wait for Fred because he always calls right after I call. It's created a hostile environment. We'll wait to see what he says. It's created a hostile All right, all right Mike. Thank, thank you for the call. <laughs> all right, bye-bye. There's a big difference, you know, seeing a cross when you're going around. Who shot, the, who shot John out of the cannon this morning or this afternoon? What? Because I've been... Uh, Yike. I think... Uh, Very emotional. Well, yeah, because I just uh, have to terminate... I'm terminating my care at this Manchester VA because the Trump campaign, 22, is, is uh, creating another uh, potential Charlottesburg because this is the first in the nation primary. And Mike Pence was lying. He's lying about that Bible. Read Carol Sh- Gas Carol Robito about it. I'm the one who well, broke the story that they lied about that Bible. All I can say is I'm very happy to be living in the age of Trump. Yeah? Like that gives you something to talk wow. about. Imagine that spewing out of his mouth. The age of Trump. The age of Trump. That's going to go down in flames big time. This is the dawning of the age <laughs> the of Trump. The dawning of the age of Trump yes. as of the age of Aquarius. Thank yes. you very much. Yes. I disagree with uh, Mikey that they think he's like, whole, oh, what was it? The, Mikey Weinstein. The, Mikey Weinstein, the Cyrus that's going through, you know. Oof. Like in Israel, he's considered by some uh, reli- very ultra-religious Jews the Cyrus that's going to save Israel. I believe. <laughs> well, he is the I, king of Israel, according to Wayne Allen Root. Uh, These evangelical Christians, and that doesn't mean every evangelical Christian. I'm just talking about this group. And Mikey brought up something that I didn't really know about, about this, like, cult or something that Pence is part of. I mean, cult-like. The uh, family. Yeah, yeah. family. Well, they're dominionists, aren't they? Is is that the same thing? I don't really know, but I'm going to find out. It gets very confusing. I have to for the lawsuit. I just know they're all nuts. uh, (laughs) This whole time in our lives is very confusing. It is. It is. But, you know, (laughs) they, they lied. And they're deliberately lying now. They don't care whether they lie. Right. And as I said, here, you remember when he converted to, uh, born, he was born again during when we were doing our two shows in 2016. Oh, yeah. And you were, you were aghast. And I, <laughs> and I was just, oh my God, he'll say anything. He's just a hustler. Of course. They don't, these evangelical Christians, these family, whatever you want, 
They don't believe he's Cyrus. They believe he's the Antichrist because they lie. He has a utility. Who has more utility to bring about the second coming mm-hmm. and, and it's going to come through Armageddon than this Antichrist that has his finger in the button? Now, you know what I think about Trump. I don't think he's Hitler. I don't think he's evil. Right, right. I don't even think he's a racist. He's Pat Sajak, you know, running his version <laughs> of Jeopardy. <laughs> I was at the rally. It was kind of fun. Yeah. We had a good time. Well, that's Except good. he talked forever. Well, and, yeah. and we're in the audience. We are right, definitely the audience. He had the best music he does i uh, go in there it's sympathy for the devil he does uh, Please allow me he does tend to speak a long time uh. i stand up here giving speeches for an hour and a half many times without notes yes yeah. he mentioned religious liberty <laughs> they just gave him a quiz on the bible uh dear old donald he doesn't know anything he, he doesn't know anything about he doesn't them. read come on i love the clip where uh uh i forget the journalist who asked him who asked who asked him a couple of years ago uh which uh, book do you prefer, you know, the Old Testament or, or the, the New, New Testament? And he's just like, well, you know, I think I like them both equally. I think, like, he just <laughs> doesn't I, have a clue. But he doesn't even try. But I've always said my favorite one, <laughs> I, I, if I had the clip, I would play it, is the one where he's like, because he, he's just dripping with insincerity during the 2016 campaign. Like somebody in the crowd holds up a copy of Art of the Deal and he sees it and he's like, oh, yeah, Art of the Deal, that's my... That's my second favorite book, but you all know what my favorite book is, right? Yeah, the Bible. Yes, of course the Bible. And he's so insincere, and and I swear, I know what? in his mind he's got to be thinking, how far can I push this? Well, and how insincere can I be where these rubes will just eat it up? But see, when they've he, eaten it up. When oh, he yeah. said, oh, yeah. oh yeah, when he said earlier in the campaign, I could shoot somebody in Fifth Ave and get away with it. He was right. He was no, right. He's yeah. talking about. <laughs> he's he, I right. can't believe it. You know, yeah, I'm beyond yeah. the tough one because you have to understand he's a real New Yorker and it's a specific type of personality where you're always being. I can't use the vulgar phrase. Uh, they don't even want to use the other one since this is family radio. Let's say being tittled with or something. Well, we do have two gentlemen here who are a member of a family. Uh, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the, not the family. Though. No, not the family. And I mean no. that they're related. I don't yes. mean that they're, you guys are That'd like. That'd be the Diane family. I don't mean that you guys are like mobbed up or something. No, I, no, no. I realized no. after I said that, it sounded a little, you know, we got some members of the family, you know. Yeah, forget uh, about they're, it. Uh, they're Manson they're family? friends of ours, if you know what I mean. My yes. friend Jocelyn. Uh, <laughs> Knew Linda Kasabian after the Manson massacre. Oh, really? She was living in Mount Vernon. Oh, yeah. She had a smokehouse where she had a slaughtered hog, and she'd go around with a knife. She, well, everybody knew that's, she. That's everyone a needs scary. a everyone needs a hobby. I mean, everybody <laughs> knew she. <laughs> that's she a hobby. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, why not? You know, everybody's got their something. Hey, some people collect stamps. You know. All right, that's gonna do it. Uh, we are out of time for this best of edition of Matt Connerton Unleashed. But thank you all so much for listening. And of course, you can hear Matt Connerton Unleashed weekday afternoons from four to six p.m. live on WMNH ninety five point three FM in downtown Manchester. Chester, New Hampshire. You know, we take your calls. We have some fun. We talk some politics. We have more fun. I think politics is fun. I really love it. Um, and uh, but, you know, we get into some other stuff, too. And a lot of times the clips that we include in our best of shows aren't necessarily political. Not always. Sometimes they're just goofy and silly. And, you know, Father Bruno calls in and, <laughs> you know, we uh, we have a good time on the show. We try not to be too, too serious and not uh, heavy all the time so it is um you know it's it's it's, uh i think it's a pretty unique show for fm radio personally and i'm very proud i'm proud of the show and i'm i'm very uh happy uh that so many of you listen to it 
I take uh, tremendous pride in that as well. And I am eternally grateful uh, to all of you who support the show. And even those of you who might hate the show, you know, because people do that too. People hate listen to things. You know, when Howard Stern was, uh, not that I'm comparing myself in any way to Howard Stern, uh, he is uh, hugely famous and I am uh, not. And he's uh, extremely rich, and I'm not. <laughs> but, uh, you know, when Howard was uh, first getting really big, when his radio career was on its uh, ascent, uh, when he started out, you know, a lot of people would hate listen to him. You know, they would, they would say, oh, I hate that guy, but I can't help but listen to him because I want to hear what he has to say next. I want to hear how he's going to upset me next. So there's a little bit of element of that to Matt Connerton Unleashed. But anyway, uh, but I am, as always, very, very grateful to all of you who support the show and to WMNH for supporting the show. All the help that I get from the great Peter White of The Morning Show with Peter White, who also, of course, is the lifeblood of the organization at WMNH. And he's a good sport as well because... He actually does take some abuse <laughs> on my show, but he has a great sense of humor about it. You know, I mean, think about it, right? That clip I played earlier, poor Peter White, he's got Father Bruno calling all the way in from Rome, uh, claiming that Peter White is on the express train to hell. You know, so I have some sympathy for Peter White. No, but he's, he's a, a tremendous help. And uh, without him, none of this would be possible. So also be sure to check out the morning show weekday mornings from 7 to 9 a.m. with a replay from 2 to 4 p.m. right before my show. And then, of course, you can hear uh, the morning show uh, during the day uh, later on today on Saturday, every Saturday afternoon into the uh, late afternoon. So lots of great stuff going on here. So with that, I will bid you adieu again. Please join me live weekdays four to six and of course if you don't get to catch the show live uh you can always listen to it later at wmnhradio.org where we do archive all the shows and of course they're up on our facebook pages for our individual shows for all the shows here at wmnh and our youtube page and also too i always forget to do this but we have a facebook page specifically for WMNH 95.3. Please give that a like if you haven't done so already. All right, we are out of time for this best of. I will talk at you live on Monday afternoon on Matt Connerton Unleashed. Bye for now. Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bath Fitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bath Fitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. When Big Mobile charges you an arm and a leg, they're taking your money and your power. And your arm and leg. Boost Mobile gives your power back with an unlimited plan for $25 a month on one of America's largest 5G networks. We can't give you back your arm and your leg because we're not qualified surgeons. Unless you're an iguana who can grow limbs back. Switch to Boost and get an unlimited plan for $25 a month. Boost Mobile. Unleash your power. New customers only. One line, $25 per month with auto pay. Additional restrictions apply. See BoostMobile.com for details.